Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Placeholding Podcast. Now that we have finished the prologue, I wanted to put out a special primer episode. Uh, Post-prologue, the players will be skipping ahead by a year, and so I wanted to update the listener on everything that the uh, player knows about the world and has happened within that year. Uh, Additionally, uh, we will be covering our house rules for the game, as well as how Delta Green works as a whole. And we will be doing it in that order. So if you're already familiar with Delta Green and you're only interested in the lore or the house rules we have, uh, that'll be at the front end. Um, On the back end, we will cover Delta Green for those who are unfamiliar with it. um, And we will include timestamps in the description uh, so you can skip to the part that uh, you're interested in. All right, so uh, a year has passed since the end of the uh, event, which I believe the players have taken to calling the Awakening. And in the meantime, uh, things they have found out about the uh, creatures that they have taken to calling the Enlightened, which is significantly better than the name I came up with for them, which was Light Bulbs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what they know about the creatures at this point is that pretty obviously the light, uh, changes things about people and converts them into other light beings. Something that, uh, pertains to the players in particular is that, uh, once they try to convert them once in an encounter, they will then stop trying to convert them and rather focus on killing the people who don't get converted. Uh, However, that basically refreshes every encounter. Um, And that has been tested with other people within this year. Um, Major events that have happened this year. Um, So obviously military had come out in full force. Uh, going to the cities. uh, And what they found is that there's not a range on the light uh, affecting people. So like, if you look at it through binoculars, you look at it through um, anything where you'd be able to like directly see the light, uh, it will affect you. Um, This does not include video, but there was another problem presented with that where anything that's really used to transmit a signal, radio waves, um, you know, cell phones, that kind of thing, um, will act as a, like, a radar for the Enlightened, uh, letting everybody know, or letting all the Enlightened know where everybody is. Which, uh, additionally, as we covered at the very end of the prologue, uh, the Enlightened are intelligent creatures, um, So that presents its own set of problems. Uh, They are super powerful, but they don't move faster than regular people. They just have extra strength. So as the military uh, moved out in force to uh, try to stop this from happening, um, what they found is they would almost target uh, specific people to convert and 
when converted, all of their memories are retained. So they have all the information they used to have. So um, old hiding spots, if they were able to convert military leaders, generals, they would know, um, you know, where bombs were placed uh, and stored, where uh, hideouts were. Uh, and so through this carnage, pretty much every major city ended up on the ended up in two sections. On the outskirts, there was always a ring of destruction um, where encounters were first had. But also, even after encounters ended, the enlightened would blow up the surrounding area and then the city centers where they seem to congregate. Um, that's not to say that they don't also exist in the countryside. They do. But for where they would um, most often stem from, it is these city centers. So, yeah, uh, the core things you need to know about that and uh, take, a, take on board is that radio waves give away your position. Um, pretty much anything that transmits a signal. Um and that they are intelligent, and there's not a range on the distance where they, by observing the light coming from them, uh, you won't be converted. Uh, that said, and, and this is explicitly clear to the players as well, the light itself doesn't affect it. So, like, say you're running and the enlightened are behind you and the light comes out, uh, seeing the light in front of you does not affect you. You have to see it coming from the source, but they don't have to make eye contact with you. So, so that's how that works. Another point to mention is that the enlightened don't uh, bleed. Uh, as mentioned in, I believe the second episode, um, it seems uh, when they are grievously injured, uh, their bone and muscle will turn to light and form back into itself. Um, pretty typically, the only way to get them to stop functioning is to take out the head. It is unsure at this moment whether that actually kills them or whether it just is making it unavailable to uh, process information and act on anything. Uh, functionally, since the enlightened uh, project light, it is almost impossible to uh, see them during daytime, uh, which has led to uh, most groups of people traveling and uh, kind of changing their sleep cycle to be centered around nighttime. I believe that that covers all of the lore information that... Uh, the players would have access to at this point in time. Uh, recently, there uh, have been reports of Enlightened that went injured instead of um, just not showing blood, but will shine light out through their injuries, um, which is a new type that's starting to show up. Um, but aside from that, I believe that's all of the information that the players and the listener have access to. So getting into our house rules, um, there's only a few minor changes to the core rule set. 
The core rule set of Delta Green is based in the Call of Cthulhu uh, system, which includes a sanity meter that as it drops, uh, bad things can increasingly happen. Uh, we're actually mostly doing away with the sanity meter. Um, we will still be having um, traumas and... and uh, from a gameplay mechanic, uh, traumas and, and, and things like that. But instead of it being related to sanity, we're replacing sanity with the memory function that, uh, we kind of got a teaser of in the prologue. Uh, so what I've had each player do is make a set list of memories that they will draw upon, uh, for each, uh, encounter with the enlightened, uh, based off of what their uh, regular sanity would be, um, which is... So sanity is power uh, times five, uh, which is a stat... Power is a stat you can uh, put one of your rolled numbers into. Um, Instead of using that uh, number, I take it, and and kind of use that as a baseline to give uh, each memory its own form of sanity um, with a number attached to it that the players don't know. Uh, in addition, I roll secretly uh, whenever they encounter an enlightened to see whether that memory loses some of its stability. Uh, what's different about the way that this function is rather than losing one, two, three, five at a time, which, you know, losing five sanity at a time, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, what we're actually doing is since they have multiple sanity bars before they lose it, uh, pretty much anything it rolls over the sanity limit is how much it goes down by. Uh, so, so bad rolls can pretty effectively start knocking out some of these uh, memories pretty quickly, but they have more uh, sanity bar to get by with and they start out pretty strong. So uh, that's how that works currently. Um, Instead of the standard uh, 50% luck where you just roll luck uh, and call it good, Um, instead, what we actually did is use the actual sanity roll, uh, sanity roll, no, uh, sanity stat, uh, as the luck points instead. So that is their luck points. Um, like it was mentioned in the, uh, game proper, uh, they're able to spend these luck points, uh, to affect other rolls that they have, um, It comes at a cost where if I call for a luck check, it'll uh, be with the new number of however much they had used to improve their other roles. I've also given uh, the players a 20% boost to one of their combat skills, whether that's firearms, melee weapons, unarmed, or uh, heavy firearms. 
I figure since they've been alive in the apocalypse for a year, uh, it makes sense that they'd have a 20% boost. Uh, finally, we have our favorite house rule, which is the house rule of 69. If you roll a 69, uh, nothing bad can happen to you. Uh, I won't necessarily make it a success. I have made it a success in the past. It kind of gives me a little bit more room to play with, but nothing bad can happen to the player on a 69 roll, uh, which is uh, lovingly stolen from pretending to be people. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Before we get into the... uh, how how Delta Green works. Uh, this is where I'm gonna like insert our little plugs. Um, I say our. I'm the only one with anything to plug currently, um, though that may change in the future. Um, so, mo- like most importantly, if you're enjoying this, you know, here's the standard podcasting pitch or whatever. But rate it on on on. Apple and and on Spotify. Uh, Spotify has a rating system now. Leave a review on Apple and uh, t- tell people about it. Maybe uh, I pretty much none of us have like extensive social media accounts, <laughs> so um, you know we we do rely on on word of mouth to get it out there. So yeah, uh, it, please, if you're enjoying it, please do that. If you're not enjoying it, tell someone you don't like to listen to it, I guess. Um, and yeah, thank thank you for, for listening in the first place. All right, so Delta Green is a uh, D100 system, meaning that when you roll you roll percentile dice, uh, which is two D10s, one of which represents the 10s and one of which represents the uh, zero through nine. Um, It has a variety of stats and skills. Um, The game features attributes, uh, including uh, strength, constitution, dexterity, intelligence power and charisma now if you play D, a lot of these will sound familiar to you uh and they've functionally work the same way um so you can either roll for them or you divide 72 points across the six different stats uh to to get the stats that you want uh if you're rolling stats, uh, you do you roll four d six, drop the lowest. Again, the if you play D and D, this is the same way you get your uh, stats from there, typically as well. Um, and then, in order to use them functionally, you multiply whatever number you have by five. So, if I ask for a strength roll, it is your strength times five is what you need to get under in the roll. Yeah, so you use uh, these skills to uh, basically describe what you want to do. Uh, 
and we find one that it applies to uh, the skills. And, and I'll list them off in quick succession. You don't need to memorize these um, as, as a listener. Uh, but just to give you an idea of the amount of stuff that they're looking through, you have stuff like accounting, alertness, uh, anthropology, archaeology, art, uh, artillery, athletics, bureaucracy, computer science, craft, criminology, demolition, disguise, dodge, drive, firearms, first aid, forensics, heavy machinery, heavy weapons, history, human. So human is like human intelligence. It's kind of the empathy stat, or if anyone here plays like D&D, it'd be like the insight. Um, you also have law, medicine, melee weapons, military science, uh, navigate the cult, persuade, pharmacy, pilot, psychotherapy, uh, ride, science, search, SIGINT, which is a uh, signal intelligence. Um, so, so SIGINT is, is like the electronic surveillance, um, dealing with things like radios and video surveillance and, and like electronic spy stuff. Um, at least that's my understanding of it. Um, so while at first glance, not important could be, uh, in, in this setting, um, Stealth, surgery, survival, swim, unarmed combat, and then uh, if they know foreign languages, those. And each of those stat or skills has a percentage next to them that they add based off of the professions that they have and their personal interests um, uh, that come kind of already as the loadout. Um that they can then customize further. Uh, and so that percentage that is next to that skill, they have to roll the D100 and roll under that number, uh, which is when you hear them say, oh, I got a 40 on a 60. So that's a success. That's They rolled a 40 or a 42 or whatever. Uh, the first number they say is the number they rolled and the second on a, and then whatever the number they needed to succeed was. Um, and so that's how you kind of gauge success failure in this system. Uh, for example, in that last one, Oh, I rolled a 40 on a 60. If they rolled, Oh, I rolled a 63 on a 60. That's a failure. Um, if you roll the same number twice, it is a critical. So if you roll a 44 on a 60, it's a critical success. But if you roll like a 66 on a 60, that's a critical failure. Um, same with a 1 and 100. Um, <clears throat> every time that they fail... Uh, they put a little check mark next to the skill that they failed in. And then when we end session, they will uh, roll one D four and add that number to that percentage. So they succeed. So every time you fail, you do get something out of it. 
assuming you live long enough to succeed. Um, each player has hit points, uh, which I believe is power plus con halved. Um, actually pulling out the rulebook to double check that, but I believe that's correct. Strength plus con halved rounded up. Sorry. Strength plus con. Um, and so that's how you get their their HP. Uh, usually it's in the 20s to high 10s, so like not a lot to work with. Um, and so this is a high lethality game in general, so that is something to keep in mind. So yeah, that that's essentially how Delta Green works. Um, one final thing to know about it is the willpower mechanic, where uh, they have a certain amount of willpower points, uh, which is just equal to their power. Um, where when things go bad for them, when things are difficult to do, uh, it drains that willpower. Um, and you, in order to regain it, you get you have to do a full night's sleep, and then you roll one d six to regain that willpower, uh, or that amount of willpower. Uh, so it can be very difficult to keep up when it gets to negative, or when it gets to two willpower. Uh, that's a negative twenty percent to all of your dice rolls. Um, and then when you get to zero, that's an automatic failure for all of your dice rolls. So it is very important to keep that up. Uh, and I think that covers pretty much everything for uh, for Delta Green. Thank you guys for listening to this weird little interlude episode. Uh, next week, we will be back with the time skip. I, I, I'm pretty sure that covers everything. Um, but if you guys have additional questions, like feel free to to yell them at us. Uh, you can yell them at us at, at my Discord uh, or uh, potentially at like like on on Twitch. Like come in and say, "Hey, what's up with X Y Z thing?" Um, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash void. I think that's pretty much the only ways we have to contact us currently, but. We'll work on setting something up uh, if you guys have additional questions, if that seems like something anybody wants. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back with new characters in the apocalypse. See you at sunrise.